Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, the ultimate resource for professionals looking to improve their English skills. If you have an intermediate to advanced level of English and you want to improve or experience a lack of time and practice opportunities, we're here to help. Every week, you'll have a new episode that addresses your specific English language needs, providing tips and insights to help you excel in business meetings, negotiate contracts, deliver impactful presentations, or engage in casual conversations with international colleagues. Don't let the lack of time and practice hold you back. Tune in and unlock your full potential as a fluent English speaker. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Fluent English Pro Podcast. My name is David Perez and today I am again with my awesome co-host, Paula Aristizabal. How are you doing, Paula? Hi, David. Great. And you? I'm doing great. Uh, hot. I am very hot. This, is, uh, this has been a very hot day today. <laughs> uh, we definitely need to get an air conditioning for the studio, <laughs> but that's something that is likely going to happen in the, in the near future. So what topic do we have today, Paula, for the podcast? Today, we're going to discuss about avoiding direct translations from English to Spanish yes. or Spanish to English. Yes. Okay. So I think this is a very important topic because many people think that we just need to take a text, put it in the translator, and that's yep. it. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. So English and Spanish are like two different languages. Right. Yes. And um, like we have too many words and many expressions that you can't translate directly. Mm -hmm. Right. Or what do you think? You, you ha do you have any program that can do this like uh, perfect? Okay. Uh, I, I think direct translation is not a good tool for learning a language necessarily. Uh, it can be useful sometimes. In like a case of emergency, but it's not, a, it's not the best thing. Um, tools, there are multiple tools you can use. Uh, now they have become more and more efficient. Yes. And now with artificial intelligence, they have become like so efficient that it is scary because like, they're <laughs> yes. so freaking good at it. But still, uh, I, think, I think if you are learning a second language, you should use these as occasional tools, but not as something that your communication depends on. Yes. Um, when you start studying English, uh, most of the teachers tells you, like, um, avoid using translators. Yes. Right? And even when you're talking or you're in the class, they say don't translate the, the sentence, right? Just try to understand that with what you have yes. in that moment, right? So, like, definitely there are two different systems of processing communications and understanding the word, right? Yep. But um, definitely English and Spanish, um, like, there are some words that you can, like, like get into your mind yep. without translating, yes. right? But definitely there are words that you think that mean something and you go to the context or you go to even in the translator and it is like something completely different. So yes. I think the context in these cases are very important. Yeah, yeah. I, I will add to that that there are even words and expressions, a lot of them, that 
do not have a translation that they cannot be translated. Okay. Do you have an example there? Oh, uh, we will get into that in a moment. I, okay. I do have some examples. We'll get into that in a moment. But uh, absolutely, there are some expressions that you cannot translate and that require a deeper comprehending of the culture, uh, of the language, uh, in this case, English, in order to be able to understand what they, what they say. So if, like, if you translate literally word by word, you're not going to be able to tell what it means. Now imagine that, that we in Spanish have words that we don't understand yep. in the same country because of the culture. Now imagine what happened with different languages. Yes, yes, that's it. So uh, there, there is something very important that I need to point out. It is, it is that English and Spanish and like languages are different systems, yes? So it is like, for example, you have uh, uh, colors, yes? Yes. So, for example, if I have a, gel a, a yellow telephone, if I have a yellow telephone, yes. so that will be telefono in Spanish, right? Yes. So the fact that I change it and I paint it blue, meaning that will be English, yes, yeah, doesn't mean that it is going to mean exactly the same thing in English, yes? So with some objects, it's, it, it's true, but there are going to be some con the concepts or some expressions or ideas that if you try to convert them into the other language, you are not going to find something that corresponds. Yes. You are not going to find it. Like No matter how much you want to translate it, you are not going to find that. That's why translation is a very, very uh, uh, difficult topic when it's done well. It's, it's very, very complicated. There are some jobs as a translator, right? Yes. And when you try to find these kind of jobs, there is, the requirements says, like, don't use programs translation. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad idea. You have a way to know if I use, uh, as a teacher, for example, if you have a student and you tell your student, like, don't use translation programs, you have a way to know that they use it? Yes and no. I'd, like, before it was very easy to identify uh, the cases when students use trans translators for their texts, but they have become so good that sometimes, especially for short ideas or short texts, okay. they are like 80%, 90% there. Uh, so that, that's one thing. However, the translator, the, the, the computer program, is very good at converting words, but is not good at understanding context. Okay. So sometimes one word in Spanish, for example, can have multiple translations into English depending on the context. Of course. The machine doesn't know what the context is. So it is very, very common that the translation is not correct. Or maybe the idea changes, which, which is a very serious thing if you are, for example, in a work setting. Um, however, I do think that like, Artificial intelligence particularly is advancing so fast and is getting so good at, uh, at language uh, processing that there is going to be a point where we won't be able to tell a human translation or a human uh, piece of content from a computer-generated piece of content. Okay. Do you think there is going to be a time that English institutes or Spanish institutes are going to disappear? Like the, pe the people aren't... The necessity of learning English or learning languages are not going to exist anymore with this kind of, of technology? That is very hard to tell. Uh, from today's scenario, I can tell you uh, institutes are going to continue to exist for a long, long time. 
but artificial intelligence is evolving so fast that in six months the whole panorama can be different. Yeah. However, I do think the uh, as as long as we preserve the essence of human communication and human interaction, there is still going to be need to learn other languages. Okay. Yeah, because today the new generation doesn't know many things and doesn't mm -hmm. have many skills the 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 last generation right mm -hmm. because they don't need it yep yeah that's right that's right okay 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 have you ever heard about grammarly grammarly i have yes have you ever used it i have do you think it's a good tool it is a good tool but it is it is not a hundred percent accurate there are multiple times where i have to I've, i have had to make decisions different than what the software, software proposes. So do you have the program, but you need to know, or you have to, yes. you need to have the skills yeah. to know if the program is doing. Yes, you need to have job. the capacity to identify if the suggestion, for example, in this case for in software, is accurate or not. Okay. Okay. Um, examples of things that can and cannot be translated. Yes. Okay. English to Spanish, Spanish to English. There are multiple concepts, scenarios, cases where there is no word for that. There is no word for that uh, in English, particularly. Let's let's begin with some examples in Spanish. Uh, in Spanish, when you are wearing a piece of clothing for the first time, or when you're wearing shoes for the first <laughs> time after you you bought them, you use the verb estrenar, yeah. which which means something like. You wearing them for the first time, but there is, there is, and this is very important. Like you can, you can, you can translate that to wear for the first time. So you you can take that verb estrenar, yes, which is something like wear for the first time, and mm -hmm. you can express it that way, wear for the first time. But you're going to miss the new miss the nuance is that estrenar implies some kind of joy and yes, celebration, of course. There is no way for you to translate that. That that sense of joy and celebration that you feel when you are wearing that uh, shirt or those shoes for the first time is something that you cannot translate. So you can translate the words, but you cannot translate the emotions that that word implies. Yes. So okay. I think that that is a very good example. Uh, another, another great example. Sorry, go ahead. How, how would you say so that in English? Like I, just... I have no idea. Just wearing something for the first time? I, I will say so, yes. That is something you don't speak about in English, for example. It's something that... You don't need it. People, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's, that's something also very important in languages. Is If it doesn't exist in a language, it's, it doesn't exist in people's minds. Yeah. So this concept yes, of true. estrenar, wearing something for the first time, is usually not very important in, in uh, uh, English, for example. Okay. Because they don't even have a word for that. So it's not in, in, uh, in the language, it's not in their minds. It's, it's not a concept that they can process that easily. Okay. Uh, there, there is another word that cannot be translated, and it, this is a Colombian term called uh, el sereno. Sereno. Sereno, yes. yes. Uh, like it's like if you ever speak to a Colombian, this is like the scariest thing ever. That is like this. <laughs> it's like the boogeyman. People are so afraid of El Sereno, and uh, this could be translated. 
El sereno for Colombians, particularly, is like that cold stream of air during the night. Yes. Yes. Like when the temperature drops and you stop having warm air and you start getting like cold streams of air. That is what you could kind of translate it into. However, you're missing a point here, which is there is a whole cultural thing around that word or that yes. concept. It's a concept because people think El Sereno is going to make them sick. Yes, if you are exposed too much to it, you are going to get uh, a cold. Or if you have a cold, you can get pneumonia <laughs> by exposing yourself to El Sereno. So, it's something that you learn since you're a kid. Yeah, that is a cultural thing. <laughs> Your mom, your grandma, <laughs> everybody in your family has been telling you about that. Take care, cover your head, cover your chest, wear a sweater because El Sereno is going to get you sick. Yes. <laughs> that is a cultural thing. There is no way, even if you translate that into a cold stream of air, you're going to miss that part. Yes, of you're going to miss that part. Uh, and, and the other way happens as well, right? You have, for example, in English, you have... Um, affirmative action. We were speaking about this in another episode. Yes. The concept of affirmative action, uh, which is something that universities in the United States use in their process of, processes of admission in order to have more students that belong to minorities. Yes? Yes. If you translate that into Spanish, just affirmative actions uh, as, as two words into Spanish, there's going to be no meaning. Okay. Yeah. And then, for example, homesick. Homesick. The word homesick. Yes. Okay, homesick. This doesn't exist in Spanish. I don't know how you will translate this in Spanish. Yes, homesick is... Just sick. How you feel when you are away from home, you miss home. Yes, maybe you are in a different country and you have that like emotional <laughs> and sometimes physical illness because you're away. Yes, I can find a word that describes that. We do not have that in Spanish. We, we have to explain the whole thing yes. in order to express the idea. Uh, there is another one. Spoiler. We use a lot of words. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, we use it in Spanish because we have no word in Spanish for that. Yes, so we, we, we use it in English. It, yes, we borrowed it from English. Uh, spoiler is like in the movies when somebody tells you what the movie is going to be about, what the ending of the movie is going to be like. Uh, so they, they, they spoiled it for you, right? Yes. So that spoiler, we use it in Spanish a lot. And another very, very delicate thing, for example, of, of, uh, that cannot be translated is um, words that, are, that have like a racial load. Yes. Okay. Uh, th this is very delicate. For example, the N word in English, yes, that is used uh, as a slur to call black people. Mm -hmm. In movies, sometimes, they, they translate it into Spanish, yeah? But the translation is just the standard word for black people in Spanish. Yes? The, 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 the Spanish word for black is negro, so they yes. just translate it as negro. But negro in, English, in Spanish doesn't have the... The, the, the same meaning. The though. meaning the N-word has in English. Yes, yes, yes. So even if you have that translation, you are cutting out or you're missing out on the whole historical, exactly. and cultural, and, and like the whole meaning that has. Uh, at a point, uh, may, many people don't know it is a word that is insulting, for example. Yes, for many them, yes. Many people don't know it's, a, it's an offensive word, 
because they have seen the translation of it in Spanish. And in Spanish, it's, in not, Spanish a, is it? it's not an, an insulting word in most cases, right? Uh, in so, Spanish, it's just like saying bro, like... Of course, like there are there are many nuances to this. It will depend on depend where on in context. Latin America you're at. <laughs> yes, it's gonna change. It's gonna be different. But uh, in certain contexts, it is not a it 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 is in a word that has such a heavy load as the N word. My friends English. use a lot that word in Spanish, just for telling each other like friends. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that is a very common thing. Any other example? Uh, okay, I have more on my list here. Um, uh, the uh, the the changing, changing, switching, switching the genders in words in Spanish. Okay. Yes. Uh, Spanish is a gendered language. We have male and female and words, female words. masculine and feminine. So, for example, the bottle we call that botella, mm -hmm. yes, which is like a feminine word. Botella it ends in a botella. However, if we switch the final letter to O to say botello, <laughs> we are implying liquor. Yes. Right? Liquor. But not just liquor. We are implying that we are going to get together and have a party to drink liquor. Yes. It's not just the liquor standing on a shelf. Yes. It's the liquor in the context of a lot of people getting together and getting drunk. Yeah. Right? So uh, this is something that like, you cannot translate. You have to understand the whole cultural thing. To, to be able to it's comprehend thing, right? yeah, what it means. Okay, interesting. So maybe the conclusion about this episode is that you need to do your best to understand the concept and the context. And the context, yes. Yes. And not with the translation because the translation could be wrong, right? And if you translate, you will miss what's really going on uh, in the context, mm -hmm. right? But beyond language, look to understand the culture and the history that relates um, to that language. That example that you gave us uh, was really important because you you don't know the history, right? And you go there and maybe... You're trying um, to be funny. You're trying to be friendly. friendly. Yeah. And you like say the word could be really, really yes. bad. You can get in bad trouble and even legal. Legal trouble. trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. For using inappropriate language. Okay. Something else that you want to say? Uh, no, no. Just uh, e like you can use translators. You can use uh, websites that, that translate. I usually recommend wordreference.com because it gives you the multiple possible, possible, I want to emphasize that possible translations. Not just one. Not just one. And they offer some context. Okay. Uh, so it can help. It sometimes helps. Not always. Because there are going to be cases that are very specific, but I think it's a very good tool. That is the only one I can recommend so far. And read it again. And yeah, evaluate very well what the whole context is before you make a decision. But I think the ideal thing is not to translate. Not to translate. Uh, we don't want you to go through that double process of getting the input in English, translating into Spanish, and then translating back into English so you can communicate. Because that is going to affect your fluency. That is of going course. to affect your communication skills. So it's going to be harder even. It is going to be harder. It's going to be harder, but not better. It's going to make your communication slower, more difficult, and it's going to affect your interaction. So Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. I think translation can be used for very like solving very specific vocabulary situations. But for an overall communication context, uh, you have to just understand and absorb the language 
in like or as it is in English in this case in context. Okay. I think that's everything for today. Yeah, that's everything for today. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to get more information, follow us on social media at Fluent English Pro. And if you have examples of words or concepts or expressions in English or Spanish that you have found cannot be translated, yes, interesting. Uh, we would love to know. We would love to know your experience uh, and, 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 and yeah, feel free to share your knowledge on social. So, see you in the next episode. Goodbye, Paula. Bye. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, your ultimate resource to enhance your English skills. Subscribe to our podcast to access new episodes and take your English skills to the next level. Feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or specific topics you would like us to cover. Reach out at info at fluentenglishpro.com and visit fluentenglishpro.com for more resources. Until next time.